Welcome to the Lilypad Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Lilly. Every week I interview someone who is making their unique mark in the world by doing what they love and offering their gifts and talents to help support their communities. I talk to authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, musicians, and everyday people just like you who are making a difference in the world. I hope you're inspired by these conversations to get out there and do your part to make your community better. Started with that vision and that desire to build community, and some of those ways is, um, is supporting by supporting other folks like ourselves, just normal, regular people that want to change and make a difference. One of the things that we also strive to live by, because you know, community and competition. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I really don't feel like community and competition can can walk together. I don't feel like they can exist in the same space. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is another exciting episode for me. If you know me personally, you know how much I love coffee. <laughs> and you know how much I love coffee shops. So this is another one of those episodes that actually is also coming out of, coming out of my hometown of St. Albans, West Virginia. I had the, the honor of interviewing Michael Irvin and his wife, Rachel. They are the owners of Coal River Coffee Company. And a few years ago, they actually opened a shop right on Main Street or Main, you know, in St. Albans. Uh, you know, if you were born and raised, you grew up in St. Albans, you know all about Old Main, Old Main Plaza. And you know why that's a, an excellent place for a coffee shop. So I was very excited to sit down with these two and talk about the origins of their business and what led them to opening up a coffee shop on uh, Old Main. And it's another one of those episodes that's just, it's really inspiring to hear that their purpose as a business goes beyond just selling coffee. And they have a neat slogan that I'm not going to repeat here because I, I just want you to hear them say it in the interview because it, it caught me. It really caught me and, and inspired me. So. Without further delay, here's Michael Irvin and his wife, Rachel. Welcome to the Lilypad Podcast. How are you all today? Doing pretty good. Doing great, thanks. Doing great, great. It's good to have you. Um, I wanted you to, to get you on as guests in my podcast because, uh, you know, I, I grew up in St. Albans. It's my hometown. Um, you know, that's I, I graduated from St. Albans High School. And... It's just, it's been great to see how much the, the city has grown over the years. Uh, and, you know, I no longer live in St. Albans. I haven't lived over there in some time, but, you know, I visit there a lot. Um, and a few years ago, I was fairly active with the Alban Theater uh, and then was really, really happy to see that there was a, a little coffee shop opening up right there on Old Main Plaza, you know, just, just right near, close to the theater. Um, and I have you all to thank for that. So uh, I just want to give you a chance to, Talk a bit about how you got started. Where did you first, you know, want to open a coffee shop? Um, how did this? How did this all begin? Well, it began with me because when Rachel and I met, she didn't really like coffee, and I mean, she liked it, but it, it had to be like a raspberry white chocolate mocha, like the sweetest thing you get. Um, but so, you know, I would come in from uh, college in the St. Albans and think, man, we need. Uh, we need a, a, a like a real coffee shop in town, especially on Main Street. And 
when they renovated Main Street and reopened it back up, uh, I was at the time I was living in Chicago and I was going to all these cool coffee shops. I was traveling the world, going in Europe and experiencing all these cool things like, man, we need something like this on our Main Street now that it's reopened. And uh, so it was always kind of like a little dream, but something like, yeah, maybe when I retire someday uh, or someone else should do it. Right. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things. And that's when the bug, I guess, or the seed of the business uh, was was kind of planted. So then I guess fast forward, that would have been early 2000s. So fast forward to <laughs> 2017. Uh -huh. um, so over 10 years later yeah. or more, um, we're, we're, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do. We're looking at moving away. Uh, and, and then, you know, my mother passed away, her, her cousin passed away and it kind of brought us back into some relationships in St. Albans that we hadn't, uh, really been around in a long time. Well, we were living in Charleston, so it's not like we were too far, right. but it was far enough for us to not be a part of our hometown. Right. You know, we, we both did grow up here. Um, so, you know, with the passing of Mike's mom, we kind of had to figure out what our next step was because we inherited basically all of her, her estate. So we had a house in St. Albans that we now had to care for or move into or figure that out. So, so and, and we were kind of in a place of transition anyway, a place of flux where Michael wasn't super happy in the job where he was, but there wasn't, it was almost like this dead end. Like we didn't really well, know what we were doing. Yeah, it was not a career that I really wanted, a career path I wanted to do. So at some point I was gonna figure out what I'm gonna do after this or in the near future. Um, long story short, we moved to St. Albans. Yes. Uh, we moved into the house that Michael's mother had lived in, which actually his grandfather built. Um, so a special home to the family. So we didn't feel like we could just sell it. Therefore, somebody had to live in it. So it was us. And um, the funny thing is like, looking back, we always said like, we are not ever moving back to St. Albans. And this, we even said like the neighborhood that we live in, like we are not moving back there and look where we are, but we can't imagine being anywhere else now that we're here. Right. So we move in, you know, we get settled in. We have three small children. I think one was in kindergarten, preschool, and then an infant. And mm -hmm. Michael comes to me and says, hey, I've always wanted to try coffee roasting. Do you care if I get this small little roaster off of Amazon? It was like, what, $300? 300 and some bucks. You know, it's just a cheap little <laughs> Tiny, like roaster. maybe the size of a toaster oven or something. Smaller it than a microwave. like a toaster oven. Smaller than a microwave. So and I was like, sure, whatever. But you have to keep it in the garage because I knew it would be smoky. So he would go sometimes after work and just sit in the garage and play around. This thing roasted half a pound of coffee at a time. A pound. Up to a pound. Up to a pound. But at it a would time. take like 45 minutes to do a pound of coffee. Yeah. And so it took forever. Anyway. So one night he comes in. This is probably like November, December. He comes in and he's like, this is really good. I shocked myself. I was like, <laughs> babe, I've become a really good coffee roaster. Believe and, me, here it is. And so here I tasted that. him. I was like, this is really good. <laughs> and by this point, he did mention that I didn't like coffee. By this point, I was drinking black coffee. Yeah. So I felt like, you know, <laughs> this is really good. 
and um, we gave it to some friends and family. I think we gave his cousin some, and we had my mom try it. They were like, this is really good. We had a coffee uh, shop owner try it, and they were like, man, I want to buy this for my, for my business owner. Like, okay. So he kind of kept doing it just as a hobby. And in January of 2018, I was like, what if we tried to like just sell this? Um, we weren't necessarily thinking brick and mortar, full-fledged coffee shop. Um, we were thinking coffee roasting. And mm -hmm. so we kind of came up with a name. Uh, Coal River Coffee came because our house sits right on the banks of the Coal River. And if we're going to do something, we really wanted to tie it into our town um, and have it you know, just its name reflect where it's from. Exactly, because we knew that we'd be selling this coffee nationally. Well, and we, we hoped. We hoped. At that In point. my mind, I knew, like, I, you know, we're going to go for this. I knew that we were going to do it. I was the skeptic, she's but... the skeptic. I'm the dreamer. She's a skeptic. And I'm like, babe, we're going to go. We're going to sell this thing everywhere. It's going to be good. People are going to love it. So we started an Instagram account. We got my brother-in-law did us, like, a really quick logo which has turned into our logo from here on right it's on my shoulder um it's like our defining piece and he did it in like a night yeah <laughs> we're like you think you could get us a logo so we could start an instagram he's like yeah sure um so we started an instagram account and it started growing and growing and growing and i put it on facebook and people were like who is this like what are you doing you are you is this a coffee shop what's going on and so I was like oh no like <laughs> this is, it was growing faster than we could even like anticipate and that was just with a social media thought and we were just posting a couple random things of like Michael sitting at the roaster again we still have a roaster that roasts maybe a pound um at that point we well we started when thinking like maybe we should make a coffee shop maybe we should have a coffee shop but well, it has to be on old Main. Yeah, that, and I think too, we had, we had decided if we're going to really pursue this, we're going to get a, we need to get a commercial roaster so we could be like an official well, roasting we business. Didn't, we didn't figure that out at that point. Well, eventually we did. But. Um, at that, I mean, at that point it was still like, okay, well maybe we should do this. So we started right. kind of browsing buildings on Old Main because we were like, if we're going to do it, that's where we want to be. We feel like that's kind of the center of town and it could easily be it could ease like as the town kind of is in this revitalization effort like that's going to be a cool place to be yeah and and it, that's a really good spot for something like a coffee shop which is why i was so yeah. excited to see it so i'm sorry yeah. no you're fine um so we started looking at buildings and nothing that was available was really what we wanted we, we basically looked at every available building at the time and in, including off main street Right. But that's where we wanted to be. So, so we, then we we actually left the country for two weeks in mid like February. Yeah, February of 18. Um, and we went to Africa and we did all kinds of stuff. You know, we visited family that was there. We did safari, but we also did a coffee safari, which was really cool. Um, planted some coffee trees, got to see how it's harvested and grown <clears throat> and processed and how they roast it there. And we learned a lot. And um, so that was fun. Again, we still didn't know what we were doing. I think at that point we had like designed a t-shirt and like that was it. <laughs> um, and so we came back and we flew, I think it was a full like 23 hours of flights 
with those three small children and then a six hour drive from DC back to home. And you can imagine how tired we are. And Michael says, can we just drive down old Maine real quick and see if there's a building available? I was like, we have looked at every building in this town. There is not gonna be a building that has come up for rent in the two weeks that we've been gone. It's just not gonna happen. Well, sure enough, there was. <laughs> and it was the building that we're in. And right. so we pulled in, I immediately called the number and left the message. The, the you know gentleman called me back, was it a few hours later? Yeah, we and, went down and saw it that night. And he was like, man, your grandpa got me into business when I was a young man, and I wanna help you get into business, uh, just like he did for me, I wanna pay it forward. And so he's like, you know, if you want you to, you want to come see it, if you want it, then it's yours. No, I don't, you know. Yeah, I'll give you a first refusal. First refusal on it. So uh, the rest is history. We started doing renovations almost immediately. Um, it was, and, I mean, it was like a roller coaster. I mean, we went from an Instagram account in January to signing a lease on a building in March and we opened in July and we didn't even like, January 2018, we would have never seen ourselves we where we were in July. We, yeah, we didn't expect to have a coffee shop at that point. We knew we wanted to have some sort of business that would give back to the community, but we didn't know that this would happen so quickly. We thought maybe in the fall right. of 18, right. we were going to take it slow. And so I ended up in June quitting my full-time day job. And I didn't have a full-time job. I was a stay-at-home mom, so that was very scary. So we lived off of savings and I was renovating our shop as a full-time job uh, for like a month for, for a month and it'd be more than a full-time job. I was there from morning to late at night, friends helping, family helping, and I'm paying teenagers to come in and help <laughs> as well, like do things, you know, and they ended up becoming our baristas, our first, you know, baristas. And uh, they were so excited to be a part of something. When he says paying teenagers, I mean, if you Pizza. walk into our, you walk into our <laughs> shop and you see the bar that we, we built, um, all that pallet wood that's on the front of it, one afternoon, I laid it all in the backyard and I called some of our teenage friends who we knew them because they were lifeguards, lifeguards. at the pool where we go. <clears throat> I called them and I was like, guys, I've got all this wood. I've got the stain, I've got gloves. I have everything you need and I have pizza. Will you come? And like three or four of them showed up and ate pizza and stained the wood. And he's right. Those, those three or four kids ended up being some of our first baristas. And they were amazing yeah. as employees, I think, because they were in on the very beginning. Like they were, they were part of that grit and determination to get us open. And they really bought into the vision. They believed in it and they still do. Um, even though some of them aren't with us anymore, they are like, some of our biggest cheerleaders yeah. and just want to be a part of, even though they're at college, living their lives, man, they're like really into it. So, so that's, I mean, that's kind of how it started. And we really feel like we've been hanging on to this roller coaster for the last two and a half, almost three years now, which is crazy to think that it's been almost three years. Yeah. We will have sold our, we sold our first cup of coffee at Yak Fest. 2018, the first Yak Fest. We were sitting outside of our shop, not open. And uh, so we're coming up three years on that in about a month from right now. Mm -hmm. So insane. That's great. That's, that's, I, I love the story of the teenagers because I know that's a wonderful experience for them. 
to have, you know, not only worked their first job as your baristas maybe, but to have um, helped be a part of the early, the, you know, the building of it. Um, right. That's, that's a pretty, pretty great feeling. My family and I are actually in the process of remodeling uh, a family home as well. It was my great grandmother's home. And mm. it's, a, it's, it's been a lot of work and a lot of money. Um, but in, you know, we're getting a lot closer to being finished. And there's just, there is an incredible satisfaction in, you know, you know, you're going to be living in something that you have helped create and helped build. So uh, I know how exciting it is for you all to be uh, working in a place that you, you know, came out of, you know, you said you're the dreamer. So that's good. You had a dream and, and sometimes things just work out. They just kind of fall into place. Um, so that's excellent to hear. Um, now, I know that in addition to that, first of all, I want to say real quick that one of the reasons I was excited about it, for my listeners who aren't familiar with, you know, the Main Street area of St. Albans, it's, it's kind of become the historic part of, of St. Albans and one of the most charming parts of St. Albans. You know, you have other shops that have opened up and restaurants that have opened up. And then, of course, the Alban Theater, which is just quite literally sometimes a shining beacon of, beacon of light of, of Main right. Street. Um, and you're located in that section. So it's just a, an excellent spot for a coffee shop. I'm happy to have worked out for you. Um, I also know that you're both at, are and have been for a while pretty active in the community uh, in other ways. Um, what are some other things that you do, um, not just as you know it's the, the coffee company, but yourselves um, as people who live in St. Albans, uh, how do you help out the community? Yeah, so our mission state tagline is rust and coffee brewing community and so we started with that vision and that desire to build community and some of those ways is um is supporting by supporting other folks like ourselves just normal regular people that want to change and make a difference and we've been able to um be a part of something called the On Purpose Project is what comes to my mind first. There are many things I can throw out here, but the On Purpose Project is an organization that uh, a lady came up to me one day in the shop. She'd been a customer and said, hey, I've got this idea I want to run by you. And I'm like, okay, great. So just throw it, give it to me. I'm, I'm, I'm making lattes, listening to this. And I'm like, let's do it. How can I help? Um, I need a business advisor or whatever. I'm like, perfect. We'll, we'll sign up. And so the rest is history. It's two years in. It's a grant-funded organization. And its uh, purpose is to make St. Albans an inclusive city for people um, of diversity and people that, are, that have uh, disabilities in all walks of life in general. And uh, so it, it's awesome tonight or tomorrow night, we're gonna be doing a, what's called a community conversation. It's something we started as a business, but I've kind of given over to them as the folks that, can, that will um, it'll still be at our shop, but they will pick the, 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 what we're going to be discussing and invite the community, and it's one of their projects, if you will. Um, so engaging our community uh, on topics that need to be covered and discussed is, a, is one of the ways that we've sought to engage our community. So we did, uh, in regards to this, this past summer, um, we did a community conversation series on um, racial issues. 
And uh, that's something that I don't recall many folks in our town in St. Albans ever addressing or talking about, even though I knew growing up, it was an issue, uh, just one that we never really touched on. And, uh, you know, do you want to talk about a couple things too? When it comes to, you know, just being involved in the community as a business, as people, um, just, you know, individuals apart from our business, we just, we really try to be yes people. Like we really try to be encouragers. You know, if somebody comes and says, hey, I have this business idea, what do you guys think? Like, yeah, go for it. You know, we try to, um, we just want, I don't know. Yeah, there's we just a couple, want there's several like, businesses that have popped up where people have like ran it by us. Not that we're gurus at it and some that didn't work out, but some that are, that are really becoming successful and we're right. excited about because they took a risk and, you know, well, we want to see them su succeed. One of the things that we also strive to live by because, you know, community and competition, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I really don't feel like community and competition can, can walk together. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like they can exist in the same space. And um, as a business, people focus on competition a lot. Um, you know, oh, there's your competition moving in down the street. No, actually they're partners with us. And that's how we choose to view them. Like, and sometimes it is a choice where it's like, it's hard to not see it as competition from a business standpoint. Right. Mm -hmm. But there have been times where we've sat down and been like, we have to like, this is part of brewing community. Um, it, and we really do try to live by, you know, the, the phrase, and I don't know who said it originally. Oh, um, but what basically when the water rises in the harbor, all the boats rise. You gotta stay with the JFK accent. Okay? I, I don't think I can believe that. <laughs> but uh, but it's attributed to JFK and many other people, but but that idea. And I and I feel like that's a you know, we just really try to to fill our community with positivity and kindness and just cheering each other on. We don't want to be um, competitors. We want, because the community needs us all. It's not like the community just needs Coal River Coffee. No, this town and this valley, they need all of us. Um, they need all the little shops popping up here in St. Albans and all the ones popping up down in Taze Valley or over in Nitro. And um, in order to make our place, you know, our state a place to, to want to be, we need everybody. It's not just about us. Right. And so we just really do try to, we try to be yes people. We try to do things that are going to be fun and just bring light and life into the community. Like this past weekend was St. Albans high school prom and they had it out on main street. And, um, we decided that we were going to stay open. We normally close at 5 PM on Saturdays. And we we're like, you know what? Last year's kids didn't get prom. Let's, let's do whatever we can. Does that mean staying open? Whatever we can do to make it a little Some more fun, menu. you know, a little more special. So we came up with a special menu. We decided to, you know, we decorated the shop a little bit. And, um, but kind of back to the point about community is that, and being yes people is someone, a customer called and she said, hey, I would really like to donate money so that some of the kids from prom can have free drinks. And because um, we had some free freebies to give out, but we couldn't give everybody free drinks. Um, so we were like, okay, yeah, that's great. So she donated money, we put it on a gift card. She put that out on her Facebook. And before we knew it, we had over $300 donated to prom and we didn't have to, no child or high schooler from prom had to pay for a drink that night. 
awesome. and all it took from us was saying yes yeah. you know it really wasn't anything extra for us you know we could have said you know what that's not a good idea or we're not going to stay open or but just being open to the ideas of other people and um it was really awesome and so i feel like just saying yes sometimes facilitates this positivity that comes from the rest of the community because like i said all we did was say yeah let's do that and that our phone was ringing off the hook um it was and it was really fun mm -hmm. it was really great you know the community people in the community felt like they had done something to make prom nice even though they weren't directly related to it and so yeah i mean I feel like it's as simple as that, just being open. Being yes, and then, being yes, people. And, and trying to be present at various things in the community, um, just trying to be there for people has been what we've been wanting to do. Whether it's flood victims, you know, we're like, hey, let's try to raise some money, you know, raise money for kids affected by autism or arthritis. So there are a lot of causes that we've tried to assist with. And, um, you know, so that's kind of, just a part of our identity it yeah. is being community focused and addicted to brewing community <laughs> not just coffee <laughs> so i i've been in there you know several times and every time i'm there there are anywhere from five to ten people you know um a little bit less so last year because of COVID, unfortunately right but every single time it, I'm sure that some of the people there are regulars, you know, and know each other and know you all, but it felt like everyone was a regular. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, it was so, they were talking to each other. They were talking to me, even though I didn't know who they, you know, who these people yeah. were. Someone would say hello, you know, and especially when one of you all are present in the shop, it's, it just, it's such a welcoming environment, which, you know, I've seen that in other coffee shops, but just, I don't know, not in the same way. And I think that it's, it's great to hear that one of your purposes is to work with the community, to brew community, because that's what you've sort of formed within the shop and within the company is a community of people who, if they don't know each other, they get to know each other and they find out how they can help each other or work with each other, you know, in any way they can. So that's excellent. It just shows that that your shop is becoming more than just a shop, right. which mm -hmm. it's that's a wonderful goal, and I'm happy to hear that. Um, well, I know that there have been some uh, new things that have come up. You know, you've sort of expanded outside of the shop. Did you all get a truck recently that I think you were using as well? Uh, yes, we bought a 1963 vintage uh, camper, and. Uh, anyway we gutted it we you know it was this was actually okay, my Rachel's idea, idea. So, yeah um, i wasn't the i'm not like, normally the dreamer but this was my idea <laughs> i'm like let's just have a you know i'm thinking well, we'll have a physical location here one over here that sort of thing and then she's like what if we get uh what if we go mobile go mobile and i'm like all right and so she was looking for months these different things throwing them to me and then in january she was like, hey, I found our trailer, I found our camper. And I looked at it and I was like, I was like, which one is this? Because she had sent me like a thousand of them. And it's this one. I was like, well, where is it? It's just outside of Marshall uh, in Huntington. I was like, all right, well, how much do you want for it? I was like, then let's go get it. And uh, 
Anyway, so we did. So we got it. <laughs> and we gutted it. And... It was it was great. I almost wanted to just keep it as it was and buy another one and just use that one to camp with. But we anyway, we gutted camp. it. We don't camp. So not yet anyway. She doesn't camp. I used to. You camp um, once in Africa, but, but that experience. Um, so we've gutted it. We've painted the outside of it. And right now it's in our friend's warehouse getting finished, hopefully. Yeah, he's finishing yeah. it up for us, putting the finishing touches on me. Doing some of the some of the water that. system and things that we don't have the expertise for. He's doing that. So we're really, really excited about it. Um, being able to, you know, take we have a lot of people that come from different places, you know, that come from Taze Valley or or South Charleston and to be able to take our product and <clears throat> not just our product, but to be able to take our product and our vision to these other communities. And, I, you know, our impact is likely not going to be able to be the same as it is in St. Albans. You know, we're not going to be able to be as involved, but, you know, to show up, we've already been invited to several events and things in different towns and to show up and do our best to just like spread life and love and kindness and brew community there, where we are, wherever it is that day. Um, and extend that sense of welcome, like you were mentioning that, that you felt in our shop, which thank you for saying that, by the way, because sometimes that's what we want, but we don't always know if that's what's getting across. So, right. um, but to extend that to, you know, beyond just St. Albans, but to the neighboring towns and cities in our state. So that's yeah. the hope. I'm, I'm very much, I'm an extroverted person, um, you know, and it, it, it felt welcoming without it being forced does that make right. sense i mean it, it yeah. felt, and, and again to me that's naturally how a community should be that when when you see someone because i was alone you know just came in to get a, a quick you know cup of coffee and a snack and sat down and you know was waved at by someone else who was said i didn't know the person you know now maybe if i was super introverted i might have been like that's really weird but it, it, it wasn't like this awkward like force like hey it was just like I see that guy's by himself. I'm just going to wave. And I really appreciate it. Yeah. And your baristas, you know, they're also very friendly and obviously knowledgeable about what they do. So I can just tell that you all have, I, I think it's, it's likely your vision of community is infectious. You know, the people who work with you and the people who come to the shop are catching on to it. And I'm happy to, I'm happy to hear that you're, uh, expanding it and you you have a vision of a way to spread it elsewhere um i'll ask a little bit about your you know when you were talking about well i love your quote you know that community and competition can't really live together and i joke with people when they ask me where i'm from i say saint albans slash nitro <laughs> because i mean I, I lived with my mom and went to school in saint albans but my grandparents her parents lived in nitro and I spent a lot of time over there as well. And you all know that those are rival towns. <laughs> you know, and but they're at their best when they're not competing with one another, but when they're working together as two similar communities with similar demographics and people who live on one side of the river and work on the other side, you know, or, or have relatives on one side and they live on the other side. Um, so I, I'm excited to hear that you are expanding what you do with the community outside of just the walls of the shop. Um, that's, that's just great to hear. Well, I appreciate both of you for taking the time. And uh, Rachel, I'm happy to hear that you finally uh, have 
evolved from coffee flavored desserts to liking actual yes. coffee. Yes, me too. And honestly, now I I do come up with a lot of our drinks that are on our menu or our specials, and people will say, "Well, what do you like it?" And I'm like, "Oh." Um, I actually haven't tasted it because it's too sweet for me, but I did have some baristas taste test it and it's good, you know, so I went from super sweet to like not being able to handle, handle that super sweet stuff like I used to, which, you know, every once in a while, I'll have something sweet like that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I tease my daughters about it. They'll say, dad, I want some coffee. Let's go to Starbucks. And I'm like, you didn't even order coffee. That's not coffee. Maybe that's right. much coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, all right. No, I just like to joke about it. Well, it's great to talk to both of you all, and I'm sure I'll see you around the shop hopefully sometime soon. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having us on the podcast. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Lilypad podcast. For more information about our show and for notes about each episode, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Lilypad Podcast. And if you enjoyed this show, give us a follow on Spotify. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a rating and review. It really helps other people learn about this podcast. So once again, thanks for listening. <laughs>